The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Now, David Fitzpatrick, President of Technological University Dublin, is on the line. David, you've been talking about the pressure students are facing to apply for higher points courses rather than courses with lower points that they might actually be better suited to, so that they're really not being seen to be wasting their points. Is that fair enough? I think that, that's, a, that's a fair summary, uh, Nathan. Thanks very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, so the feeling is... and. A lot of students have filled out their CEO, have made the decisions already, uh, that the CEO is the be-all and end-all, that if they go, go straight into that accountancy course or that architecture course straight out of college, you might have missed the boat. Has the system actually got fair at providing alternative pathways for students who don't get into their first choice course? I think there, there have always been other pathways available. I think one of the areas that we need to improve, though, is the, the visibility and transparency of those pathways. Um, so, you know, the, the predominant focus for CAO applications is very much around the level eight degree programs, but actually CAO offers level six and level seven. And for those who are interested and can find an employer, also the apprenticeship programs. Outside of the CAO, you have colleges of further education and the PLC programs that are offered as well around the country. So I think there are a wider range of options, but people tend to focus just on the level eights uh, predominantly. And I, I think that's a mistake. Is that just a sales job then for the different universities like TU Dublin, uh, like the ITs around the country? Is is that just you getting your message out better about what you can provide? I think there's, there's certainly part of that we can play or, or, or contribute to, but I think the other part is around the, the, the perceived value of a higher education qualification and the emphasis is very much on having an honours bachelor's degree or maybe even a master's degree as being necessary but that might be something that somebody finds necessary in the longer term but in the immediate future they're, they're, I believe they're better off focusing on something they're really interested in something that they know they have a really strong capability in and really want to follow as a first step so it doesn't have to be level 8, do a level 7 do a level 6 and move up through the degree uh, programme areas I'd imagine for a lot of students then who head into those courses with the higher points and maybe when they're filling out the CEO have that confidence that they're going to get to that level, that it might be a shock to the system that the course is not what they expected and that in turn then can lead to higher dropout rates. I think that's one of the features that, that we see and, and it's one of the risks certainly. I, I really believe that you know most students coming through the Leaving Cert now have some idea of what they want to do, but they don't have the detailed idea of what they want to do. And in fact, in 2022, within TAW, 30% of our CIO entrants came through alternative entry routes, so mature entry or FE or DARE or HERE or access programs. And actually, they have a stronger progression rate than right. students who come through you know, the, the mainstream route. Is the CEO then, as it is, fit for purpose? I, I think the CAO has a lot of strengths. Uh, it, it's it's consistent. It's very transparent. It's absolutely not open to any interference. But it has an issue around supply and demand. So points go up when demand for a particular program is really high. And that then makes it necessary to allocate places on a, a ballot basis. And, and that's, that's a challenge for people. So some people get in, some people don't. Another it is good. 
another route that often doesn't get a huge amount of attention is the apprenticeship route. And Simon Harris, the Minister for Further and Higher Education, brought plans to cabinet today for research into the rate of pay for apprentices. Apprentices currently exempt from the national minimum wage. Paddy Kavanagh, General Secretary from Connect Trade Union, is with us. Paddy, is there much demand for apprenticeships at the moment? Demand for apprenticeships is huge at the moment because there's a huge shortage of skilled craft workers. So correspondingly then there is a shortage of apprentices. Um, we have long been advocating a proper policy, a proper state policy for the public service, semi-states and even incentives in industry to allow for greater access to apprenticeships, particularly the craft trades. Um, we made this point in 2010 to the government that they should have done a a survey in the public sector of the retirement age of craftspeople and correspondingly have apprentices ready coming out their time to replace them. But unfortunately that at the time fell on deaf ears, but there seems to be a bit more of a listening to, to our, our um, call for apprenticeships now. What are the reasons that people coming out of school aren't taking up apprentices, apprenticeships? Well, for us, from the research we've done and from speaking to students and even people who did eventually enter apprenticeships. The exemption to the minimum wage is the big thing and also employers have accepted that that is also an issue. I mean, a first-year apprentice, if you take the legally binding rate for mechanical contracting, um, a first-year apprentice would be on 8.44 and 8.68 for electricians. So you're talking a huge difference there in the minimum wage, especially if an apprentice is 18, 19 or 20 starting their apprenticeship, which a lot are now. Mm. The profile of an apprentice has completely changed since my time. I started at 16. But we find now the average age for apprentices is 18 to 19 into 20s, you know, so because you have a mixture of people starting their apprenticeship after leaving cert, an awful lot of people after a year in college might find it's not for them and then they will go into a trade. So you're talking 18, 19, 20, 21. If uh, existing minimum wage legislation was brought in around apprenticeships, how would companies respond to that? Well, I would say positively from our conversations with employers, bearing in mind the the government recently announced a grant for taking on an apprentice of €2,000 a year. Um, So if you look even at the... 19-year age rate of 10.17 for the minimum wage, um, the cost of that for the first year um, would be around 3,000, just over 3,000 euros to an employer, but the grant is 2,000 a year, so the employer is actually up 4,979 euros. So we would argue that it's actually cost neutral, it's actually with the new grant that won't affect employers at all. There is a huge demand for skilled workers. A report from the state training agency, Sullis, late last year, uh, 50,800 skilled workers needed to be recruited if the government is to meet its target for building new homes, for retrofitting hundreds of thousands of existing homes. They've set themselves a target of 10,000 new apprentices registered every year in the country by 2025. Is that achievable? Well, there's currently uh, just over 25,000 apprentices in the system, of which... 22,000 would be craft workers and the others would be the new some new apprenticeships on the new apprenticeships outside of the traditional craft trades um, 
the principle is sound. It's giving people in disadvantaged areas access into probably professions they wouldn't have got before. I'll give the example of the accounting technician, the accountant. So the accountancy apprenticeship, which before was college, but now people from, say, less disadvantaged area could secure one and earn as they learn and succeed that way. But the concern we have is the system the, the minister is trying to use at the moment, where he's taking the 22,000 craft apprenticeships, which are world leaders, recognised as one of the top apprenticeships in the world, and moving them over to a consortium a consortium model, which is un, unheard of in any other country, untested, unproven, and will ultimately be unsuccessful, I would argue. All right, we'll leave it there. Paddy Cavanagh, General Secretary, Connect Trade Union, David Fitzpatrick, President, TU Dublin. Lots of messages coming in. I think my apprenticeship is brilliant, but my son is doing one at present and lost his medical card. The issue with apprenticeships is finding an employer to take you on. My son in Wexford can't find an electrician to take him on. And another one that my son will have spent six years doing a four-year apprenticeship because of COVID. Colleges simply forgot about apprentices after COVID. No plan was put in place to catch up on what was missed during COVID. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-